1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for the first Premiership action in a fortnight. Rangers are looking to end a losing and goalless run when they host Dundee United. But what team will Giovanni Van Bronckhurst pick? Ange Postacoglu is praising Greg Taylor's recent performances ahead of the trip to St Mirren. And Hearts get their Europa Conference League up and running with a 2-0 win in Latvia. Joining me tonight, you've got Stephen McGowan and Kenny Miller. Kenny, another extremely busy night. Uh, Couple of nights, I should say, in Europe, and straight back to the domestic stuff this weekend. It is a bit of a mixed bag. Of the results uh, definitely an upturn in performances. I think Celtic again performed very well. Probably should have won. Rangers performed way, way better than they did against Ajax uh, last week. Game was right in the balance until the sending off in Hearts with a fantastic result last night, getting two 0 away from home. So teams can up and running in Europe disappointment obviously for Rangers the third defeat in the row but tomorrow domestic action it's uh, two weeks time big games a lot of big games for different reasons important results managers under pressure but back to the domestic scene tomorrow looking forward to it You're never a dull day in Scottish football Stephen Rangers looking to avoid losing four in a row for the first time since 1985 so selection headaches for Giovanni Bronkers and the same for Ange Postacoglu who has to decide whether to Stick a twist for the players who dug out a point against Shakhtar Donetsk. And everyone here will unite, I'm sure, and, and agree that it's great to see Hearts carrying the coefficient hopes of the nation. <laughs> I, I did no. think that. Is, is that going to catch actually. on? So that's them adding to the coefficient <laughs> points now with that result last night. So it's not just Rangers and Celtic that have contributed now, it's Hearts can throw their, their hat into the ring for that as well. Good to see it, wasn't it? Look, we, how, we can debate whether, you know, the reasons for this, but the, the cold hard facts are. We don't get teams out with Glasgow getting points in European group stages very often, and it happened last night. Yeah, and they were great. You know, I mean, I was I was really impressed with Hearts. I think mm. it was for about an hour of the game against Grass against Zurich uh, in the playoff to get into the Europa League. They were they were, they were excellent. Till uh, I think it was Grant got sent off. Mm-hmm. They were superb. Should have been one two up easy in that half that that fifty five minutes of football. So, but they're uh, I say I've said it many times on the show. I, I like the way Hearts go about their business. They're not in the greatest running form at the moment, and but last night they turned that around by a big away win in Europe. With respect to my learned friend from Edinburgh beside me here, I mean I, it's a big bugbear of mine actually. Is Hearts, Hibs, the Dundee clubs in Aberdeen. Not really pulling her weight in Europe So that was a real novelty last night And it was excellent to see for Scottish football Come on down 01419511025 Good to have Premiership games tomorrow uh, To look forward to It's hard not to view them through the lens of the Champions League as well though isn't it So uh, Rangers fans I suppose we're looking at you first Because Well you're first up aren't you Out of uh, the top two in the league At home to Dundee United How do you feel about that? How, how do you feel about the game tomorrow on the back of midweek you know what? What level of pressure is there? Is this an ideal fixture? Kenny was obviously uh, watching the game closely against Napoli as he often does, so you can pick his brains. Uh, and what type of team will Giovanni Van Bronckhorst pick? He made five changes during the week. He went back to the so-called old guard. No new signings played. Alan McGregor played in goal, albeit John McLaughlin was injured. What does that mean going forward? Does Alan McGregor stay in or? Once John McLaughlin's fit Does he come back And take the number one spot Tomorrow uh, And anything else You've got for us Pick up that phone And let us know Because I know you've had A rough week uh, To say the least um, 
with the recent results as Kenny points out so come on 0141 951 or Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Kenny I was going to say how important is the game tomorrow for Rangers that's it's a fairly obvious answer I would imagine it's three defeats in a row 11 goals without reply it's absolute imperative that Rangers win the game tomorrow and win it well uh, the performance on, on Wednesday night was far better until the sending off and I must say I thought Sands it was a sending off I'll say that but it was very very unlucky the way it kind of panned out with Simeone going through and, and the ball was all over the place he wasn't in full control of it and ended up uh, obviously losing the penalty in the second yellow but it's massive that Rangers win tomorrow because four defeats in a row for the first time as Stephen says it's the first time since 1985 that's not good form at all and that's the kind of form that brings real scrutiny and under Gio's position mm. so it's massive for them the team wise I, I don't know if you'll see too many changes for the other night, to be honest, because I thought they performed really, really well. Uh, there may be one or two because that's what you've got your squad for, but when you're searching for a, a, a bit of form, chopping and changing when you found a, a formula that has that, that works is uh, is not really the answer, but they'll not start with, with the back five uh, tomorrow, that's for sure. So it's how, whether you can get that same players in the team uh to play their, mm. their 4 3 4 2 3 one if you want to call it. I think they can because Scotty can just move forward and John Lundstrom can step up into midfield. Right, let's whisper this, Stephen, so that producer Callum doesn't hear us and you get very upset um, as a Dundee United fan. On paper, this is not the same type of fixture that Rangers have just played in the last no. three games. No. I mean... Yeah, he's not looking, right? He's, fine. He's, he's doing something else. It's not. That, and that's no offence to anyone at Dundee United. It should not be the same challenge. If you're Giovanni van Bronckhorst... Is that a sigh of relief? Is that a good thing? Or does that then bring its own pressure? Because there's certainly no room for uh, you know, for excuses amongst the Rangers fans. Well, it brings a pressure in so much as Dundee United lost nine goals to Celtic a couple of weeks ago. So people always compare Celtic and Rangers. So Rangers will be expected to put on a show against a team who are managerless, interviewing candidates for the job next week. United have rallied a little bit. I mean, I, I went to the, the Livingston Premier Sports Cup game where they put in a unexpectedly good performance after Jack Ross left, which raised questions of his own. Then, of course, they get the draw against Murrowell last weekend, although I think your man Van Veen should have scored a couple, shouldn't mm. he? Certainly a penalty. But if you were picking a game for Rangers to, to, to try and bounce back, this is the one you would pick. The team bottom of the league, at home, without a manager... And they need to win this because the next two, as Kenny alluded to, Hearts away and Liverpool away. They need to win this. <laughs> it, it goes without saying. I mean, it is go there is pressure on it because what I would say about the Rangers' domestic performances this year have not been good enough. It's as simple as that. I mean, they've Kilmarnock, it was stodgy at times. Like, it wasn't really mouth-watering game. It wasn't a great performance. I even think St Johnston as much as it was a, a, a well like a good win it wasn't a brilliant performance Livingston obviously was I mean, you get the job done on that pitch Hibs there's a drop point so I think just domestically Rangers have not hit any real heights Ross County they were very good that was the week before the uh, the Old Firm game but you've seen what happened the next game week it never carried on into the into the Old Firm game so they need to play better that's for sure because Dundee they'll go there they'll, they'll be organised I mean they're winless uh, if Liam Fox has got any aspiration of getting that job what an opportunity to go and put a point, even a point on the board at, at Ibrox would be a massive result for them. So it's uh, it should be routine, but as we know in Scottish football, there's, it never is. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I've not seen a fitness update on John McLaughlin. No, mm -hmm. anyone don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did the 
traditional sort of pre-match press I did, conference I did, I just today. Saw, yeah, I saw something online saying he's a reasonably clean bill of health. Um, but I mean, surely Alan McGregor has to keep his place. Is it as simple as that? No, I don't think it is. Really? I think it should be, mm-hmm. but I don't think it will. Had, had this been any, had this been Alan McGregor last year, who was missing a game or two, his suspension or injury, I reckon Alan McGregor comes straight back into the team. Mm. So if Giovanni's made the decision that John McLaughlin is the number one, then unless that unless his mind's been changed based on a performance which for me probably should be, then it'll be interesting. You know it will be because mm-hmm. I think it could go either way. I think everybody watching that game on, on Wednesday would have seen the quality that, that Alan McGregor's got and it's undoubted. We discussed it. It's only three months ago that they were playing a European mm-hmm. final and he was a goalkeeper in, in between the sticks. So it's, uh, it was a... I mean, I don't think he deserved to be on the losing team. He definitely didn't deserve to be on the end of a 3-0 defeat the other night with the performance he put in. But he's, uh, it will be really interesting to see because yeah, it well, could go either way. Well, there's one for you Rangers fans. We'll split that question into two. And by the way, we're having to assume here that John McLaughlin's fit. I don't think we know for sure either way. But let's talk hypothetically. If they're both available tomorrow, who should play in goal? And who do you think will play in goal? Because those are two different things. Kenny's saying it should be Alan McGregor for him, but he thinks if both fit, the manager would. You think he would pick John McLaughlin? I, well, I don't know. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the question. I don't think he is going to be fit by the way. I okay. think he will be out. That's but up, no, we up don't there know. already. But we don't know. Um, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's still an interesting point for debate until you get you know concrete news one way or the other. Well, it's going Steven. to come. It's going to come sooner or later because he's not going to mm-hmm. be injured like forever. And by yeah. all accounts, it's not a massive injury, so he might be back after the international break. So the same question will be posed then. It just, it just it just feels like it's a good time for Rangers to go back to basics. Go back to Alan McGregor. Go back to Scott Arfield. Go back to Stephen Davis. I mean, it was a bit of kind of negative comment about nine players who've been at the club for more than three years being in the starting lineup against Napoli. Didn't prove a bad thing because. You know you can trust these guys because they've been the course. They know what's required. And that's what Rangers need just now. They need players they can trust, that the manager can trust to pull them through a mm. tricky spell. Uh, let's bring in Brian, who's a Rangers fan. What do you think on that point, Brian? Uh, my point is, uh, Alan McGregor should be the number one. Al- John McLaughlin should never be anywhere near the number one status at Ibrox. They shouldn't lace Alan McGregor's boots. Alan McGregor's still superior and it breeds confidence in the defence. We're unlucky on Tuesday. They're Wednesday. We're unlucky on Wednesday. But to the point, we lost a player to the fellow Perry back, but the, the defence believes in Alan McGregor and that's probably steady as shut them on. And Steve. I think there'll be, one, there'll be a change in the defence tomorrow. Ben Davies will start in place of James Stans. Stephen, you're the wordsmith here. I think we need to update that for goalkeepers. Brian says he couldn't lace his boots. Can we go for couldn't velcro his gloves or something? You know what I mean? Just to make it goalkeeper <laughs> specific. Does that work? Is that is that going to catch on? Um, I'm not sure. We can <laughs> we'll maybe argue amongst ourselves at the break over that one. What about tomorrow? Um, I mean, Brian, I'm not sure if we could put a percentage on it, but I feel like most Rangers fans probably do still think Al yeah. McGregor's the better uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I actually feel for McLaughlin because I remember there was a mixed zone for, for journalists to, to, to interview players after the uh, the USG game. And he came through and he spoke really well about knowing fine well what the supporters think, what they feel. I mean, he was always in a hiding to nothing, trying to replace a, a genuine club legend. It was never going to be easy. And I think he knows and he knew that people were waiting for him to slip up. So that Alan McGregor could come back in So I felt sympathy for him in that But equally you can't get away from the fact that Alan McGregor's a better goalkeeper 
That's that 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 has to be the nuts and bolts of this, and in, in the current climate, the current situation, they need the best men on the pitch. And I think even as advancing years, Alan McGregor is still a match-winning goalkeeper potentially for Rangers. Kenny, the, the beauty of this is you can't compare it exactly because goalkeeping is so specific. You know, you know, it's just you, and you're always competing against that other guy. Um, but you know, when you were playing, if you got an opportunity because someone was injured and you went in and scored a hat-trick, which might be the striker's equivalent of what Alan McGregor did the other night, I mean, you expecting to keep your place or do you still sometimes know that you're just not the first choice and one game's not enough to, to change that? No, I think it is different. I think it's completely different for outfield players and a goalkeeper and, and, and maybe it shouldn't be. But I think when you're structuring a squad as a coach, you've, you've got your, your goalkeeper you want to play and then you're looking for a capable backup. So like, that's why I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because... If you if the same situation happened that you gave there, I come in for Chris Boyd, for instance, and I score a hat trick, I stay in. I think because I don't think you've got a think number one, then? number yeah, nine. Yeah, okay. You know, whereas with the goalkeeper, because it is that specialised position, there is normally a number one and there's a backup. Mm. And if the number one's out for suspension or injury or whatever, then normally he comes straight back in after. But in these circumstances, I absolutely agree with Stephen. Rangers are a better team. When Alan McGregor's in, and I feel for John as well because he's been put into that, and he's 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 been at the club a few years now, and he's been put into the situation where he has got the jersey. But the reality is, you've got a man sitting there behind you who is always going to be. Would Alan have saved that, or would Alan have done that, or what? He's always going to have that. Listen, he's, he's dealt with it pretty well, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because mm-hmm. he's, the way he speaks, when you hear him pre and post matches, he speaks really, really well. He's aware of the situation. But the point I've always made on it is. You say you, now Rangers need their, their best You need your best players on that pitch every single game I, I always you know, wonder Kenny and I, I've, I've always wondered When Alan McGregor agreed to stay on for another year When we all thought he might he might hang up his gloves in the summer Did he know he was going to be the number two? I would say no And 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 would he have signed if he'd known that? And That's I would a say question. no yeah, I, I would agree. say no I agree Because I genuinely feel that he, he thinks he still trains the same. Even Gio alluded, uh, sorry, alluded to that. He said he's night. the same person, he doesn't he? Yeah, he still trains the same. It was a different scenario to the Alfredo scenario because mm-hmm. Alan McGregor will go, and I've, been, I've known him for 15 years now, playing the club and country. Trains so hard, first in the gym, does his work, and he'll be the same now. He's meticulous in his prep, and even more so now in his, in his, in his later years that he, he knows he needs to do it. So he is this, he's saying, mm. yes, he's 40, it's just a number. He's still making these big saves. I mean, they penalties. Like, like it's, it's incredible, you know. But I, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You know, you watch it. The, the only thing I was surprised that he never got one in the Europa League, despite how good the penalties were. Mm-hmm. I still think he could. He could have. I still expected <laughs> him to save one or two of them. You know, but he's is it is it for me? He's the number one goalkeeper, and it'd be really interesting, which we'll never know how much better maybe do the defenders feel when, they, when they've gotten behind them I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing within our, the psychology of the team just quickly because Brian covered a lot of good ground Stephen to draw that distinction again about what you would do versus what the Rangers manager might do is, is this where it becomes tough because you have to assume from the outside until I don't know what four days ago John McLaughlin's his number one He believes in John McLaughlin he's publicly backing John McLaughlin mm. he's doubling down on John McLaughlin mm. And then he was injured, so that's not John McLaughlin's fault, presumably. No, I mean, it, it needs a manager to say, you know what, put my hands up, my judgment was out, I got it wrong. And that's tough. It to is do. tough. It's hard for a manager. I mean, managers like everybody have egos. They don't want to admit that they maybe got it wrong and made a misjudgment, but sometimes 
You just have to hold up your hands and do what's best mm. for the team. Um, Brian, you mentioned something about Ben Davies. You hope he plays tomorrow. That's become a bit of a theme this week about you know new signings not featuring enough, and that then reflecting on the club's recruitment and so on. Is that so? Is that important to you that these guys start to to feature a bit more? Well, maybe they'll have a wee hard look at themselves. Maybe they come to like the Rangers and the Celtic, thinking that it's just not a football club. It's not a football club. It's an institution. And I think they'll maybe say it's, it's a little bigger but it's not just a, a black pool or this. The, the fan base is phenomenal. And they maybe just need to take a wee step back and think, I've got, this is a, a real good football club. And then we've got to play hard to get into a team. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, look, there are, if you go through them individually, obviously some people are injured and have been injured and, and all the rest mm. of it. I think, generally speaking, though, the Rangers fans have been more than happy to generalise this week and say, no new signings in the starting eleven. What does that say? That's something that does strike you, Kenny, or is that actually not that important? Well, no, it's very important because uh, recruitment is, is massive in football, as you know. But it's like, what, what, what's bad when you've got Davis, Yilmaz, and you've basically no seen, and it's been recruited and I mean, a lot of money. I don't know, eight, nine, ten million pound being reported on the left side of the fence, and, and they've not played, barely played a minute. So that that's a that, that's a concern. Tillman's played, and he's a lone player, and he's done pretty well in the, his early stages. His Rangers career. Lawrence has been doing pretty well. Obviously, he's injured now. Matondo, no sure yet. Just no sure about what you're going to get. So there's uh, there's some have played, some have not. It's the ones that have not played. That's that's the reason I think the, the recruitment comes under a little bit of scrutiny because that's the ones the money have been spent on. It's only really Cholak. That uh, has been had money spent on him. That has been a regular in the team, and that you can say that's because Morelos was injured. But what he done is he grabbed his opportunity. You know the mm. other three guys, Matondo, Davis, and Yilmaz. It was a decent chunky change spent on. We've barely seen them, and the other three guys, Suter, obviously he's, he's been injured, but he was a free. The other two, a loan player and another free transfer, have been the ones that have, have probably been the best mm. signing so far. What do you think? Let's thank Brian and bring in uh, Dominic. There's a lot been said about Rangers recruitment, Dominic. I don't know. Do you think it is is that criticism over the top, or are you agreeing with it, Dominic? Can you hear us? Mm. It's good evening, Gordon, Stephen, Kenny. Ah, we've got you now, Dominic. So I was just saying, a lot's been said by your fellow fans about the recruitment this week. Is that fair, or is it over the top? It's no, it's absolutely fair, Gordon. I've seen to Joseph Callum that. I was at that. The recruitment's been absolutely shocking because any of the players that Jail signed, they've not, they've barely kicked the ball, even the six million left back. Um, the likes of the only one's been a success, I'd say, is Cholak, but his Jail's not replaced the players, the likes, the quality of the likes of Aribo, Bassi, etc., since. Um, they left in the summer it's been a pure downgrade com- coming into the Champions League and I think that Gio's job will be untenable if we end up dropping points again tomorrow at United or get beat Yeah I mean Stephen if we can go around circles all day because some have played here some have played there what happens is Celtic comes along Ajax comes along that makes Napoli not quite do or die for Giovanni van Bronckers it's not in that territory but it became huge and on that one night he decided that it was all going to be about the guys that, that had featured before that's the bit because it was that game it was that important mm. and it was all at once and, and that's the bit people feel was was really important 
But you're not talking about just one transfer window here, if we're being honest. I mean, really, you've had transfer windows. You look at Aaron Ramsey. January wasn't a roaring success either. The last three or four transfer windows have been pretty dubious. And it does raise questions about Ross Wilson. There are questions. I think there's scrutiny falling on his head as well. Um, he brought John Park in to help, which I think was a good move. But, you know, ultimately, he is there to deliver the players for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst to get results. And I think what's been interesting is that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst hasn't offered any complaints, appears to be happy with his lot, you know, but is he really? <laughs> you know, he, do, he doesn't really give much away, Gio, but, you know, you have to look at the players that have come in and, and he delivered his own verdict the other night. But I think you touched on it earlier as well. There have been a bit of bad fortune with, with injuries, you know. Ben Davies was injured, John Suter, obviously. Tom Warrens, I think, would have been a starter. He would have played, wouldn't he? He would have played. You know, he's, I think Tom Warrens has been really impressive. So there's been ill fortune, but the one thing you don't get at Celtic and Rangers is room for the excuses. You're expected to hit the ground running, and that's that, really. Yeah, again, because people had a bit of a whinge about Leon King coming on when Ben Davies was on the bench, Kenny. The manager said, well, you know, Ben Davies just coming back from injury. That makes sense. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, will he play tonight? There was no way, or sorry, on Wednesday night, there was no way he was going to play on Wednesday night. You, can't, you couldn't throw someone who's been injured for the length of time that Davies had and had the amount of football that he's had into a Champions League game where you really needed to try and get something for the game. Like, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Might be the time, mm-hmm. you know, but I wouldn't surprise you if he isn't. I'll be honest. Dominic says the manager's job would be untenable if they lost tomorrow. Um, again, we go back to it, and I hope no one at Dundee United thinks we're being disrespectful. It's just a very different challenge, it should be way more winnable, Kenny. With that in mind, um, Rangers fans, are they looking for a, a win? Plus that, are they looking for are they looking for something extra special tomorrow? Is, is that what it needs to start turning the mood around? I just think or do any need, three points do I mean, it? No, no, I think listen, any three points do. There's, there's make no mistake about it. But when you're going to the game and, and you're expecting a performance, I mean, and and managers talk about it. You know, it's not just about fans or, or pundits on 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 shows. Managers talk about his performance first. Like they look at the performance, and as long as they're performing, Andrew's talked about it again this week, talking about if they perform at the level that they have in the first two Champions League games, then they will start to win games. They should have won on Wednesday night. But Rangers need a performance. They need a good one. Yes, they need the three points, but they need to mm. see a, a, a comfortable one. Thank you, Dominic. Call 141951 It's a great time to pick up the phone because if you do it right now, you could be up next. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller is here, Stephen McGowan as well, and it's 0141-951-1025. Big games tomorrow. Uh, Hibs Aberdeen, Livy Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Ross County. Of course, Rangers v Dundee United, so it makes sense to start there and then move on to Sunday, St Mirren against Celtic. Celtic fans, how do you feel? It just feels like you're all pretty optimistic about everything. Uh, at the moment So what are you thinking About that game A bit of scope for rotation We'll hear Ange Postacoglu's thoughts uh, On that It's not only the phones You can tweet as well And come on you Hearts fans It's bad enough When things aren't going your way And you're getting defeats in Europe But a victory on the road Three points on the board In the Europa Conference League It would be lovely To hear from you as well So please do Pick up that phone 01419511025 uh, let's hear a bit from Borna Barisic She says Rangers need to take the positives From Wednesday's defeat to Napoli uh, When they faced Dundee United this weekend He thinks they were much better than they were In the Celtic and Ajax games 
We have uh, we have been much better. Uh, we had uh, aggression. We had some style of play. Bring some things for our identity. But at the end, with ten men, it's hard to defend, especially with the quality like Napoli had. So yeah, we lost three zeros. We are very disappointed. I can say, but we can take some positive things. We need to now uh, look at in the future. We have a very important game in the league, and we'll take some positive things from this and move on. This is the uh, only thing what we can do now. General football analysis Tells you that it's tough to take Positives from a 3-0 defeat But once you bear in mind The level you're operating at Kenny And how disappointing The two previous performances was Is that the reality for Rangers That that there were actually positives In a 3-0 defeat And they'll need to find them And use them And, and try and build going forward Of course there is I mean it's the same with Celtic The previous week There was so many positives In their 3-0 defeat to Real Madrid So you're, you're operating at a level where If you don't take the, the the moments that you get within that game The reality is you're, you're probably going to get punished Celtic found out against Real Madrid But Celtic could have been 2-0 up Rangers the other night never had quite that level of chances But they were well in the game The game was in the balance And based on the two previous performances I think everybody watching the game as a Rangers fan Would have been right You know what, at least we're better At least we're competitive We're not looking like we're going to get overrun Every t- single time a team goes forward So there was positives there Because until the sending off The game was in the balance Going into that last half hour of the game Anything could have happened uh, Particularly with that crowd behind you So there is positives there But there's no escaping the fact That it is a third straight defeat Conceding quite a lot of goals And no scoring too many over that over that period In football Stephen, sometimes you need to shift the mood, don't you? I mean, this this phone line, these phone lines have been really busy for a couple of weeks now, really, with Rangers fans pouring over individual performances in games. The players are getting it, the manager's getting it, director of football's getting it, recruitment is all there, and you need to just slowly start to turn that, I guess. Any team can lose at Celtic Park. Any team can lose the Amsterdam Arena. There's there's no shame in that. It's how Rangers lost those games that was a problem. At least against Napoli, they showed something approaching a bit of spirit. You know, something comes over Rangers at home in Europe when they, they play at Ibrox. And it's transferring that into the domestic games, finding the same desire, the same appetite, the same hunger. And they will have to be at it from the off tomorrow because, you know, we were just chatting off earlier and supporters might get on their back if they don't come roaring out the traps and that's, that's been a feature of Celtic's game isn't it they really come roaring out at opponents try and blow them away early doors it would make life so much easier for Rangers if they could get a couple of early goals get the game out of sight by half time and then maybe you could bring one or two players into it I think that these games can almost set the tone sometimes for the bigger games Kenny because the the real pain and hurt for the Rangers fans comes because it's Celtic and then the Ajax and, and Napoli but then does that give you a fresh look back at some of the so-called other run-of-the-mill Premiership games and you're like well actually do you know what? they weren't good enough you know might, might have won but, but looking back on them you need to start upping your performance levels in them and that might take you into the, the tougher challenges but it's, it's about building confidence in, in the job that you're doing you know like so I mean again you always have to look The comparisons are always going to be there Between Rangers Between Celtic Celtic are flying Absolutely flying all, all guns blazing Scoring a lot of goals Barely conceding a goal And they go into these Champions League games With that momentum With that mindset That we You know what We believe in what we're doing And we're going to go and do it We're going to do it our way Rangers have been kind of Stumbling through the domestic games Like, like I said Apart from the Ross County game In my opinion anyway I thought the, the, the other league games Have been pretty Pretty poor 
nowhere near the level that they showed over the course of spells last year, particularly the European run. And if you go to even the year before where you go through a whole season undefeated in the in the league, the levels are, are nowhere near those types of levels. So you're right, if you build momentum and you're you're kinda of honing your skills against against the, the domestic uh, opposition because you should be winning these games. Both Rangers and Celtic, you I mean Gio was talking about budgets and and the disparity between the the, the, the finances. Well Rangers have got that. In, 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 in Scotland so they should be impressing that every single game and going out fast Rangers try and start fast it's no easy I think it, there's just a has been a real dip in confidence within their within their players within again individuals then within a team as well even maybe a belief in some of their teammates there's just something at the moment missing but right you say you need to draw a line under it because if they don't start improving the domestic scene as well the league could end up getting away for you forget the Champions League it's great that they're back in but you're playing against the elite you're not expected to win every all the time. You're expected to compete, absolutely. And for long spells of the game, they're on Wednesday night, they did against Napoli. But the domestic uh, performances must improve. Mm, let's bring in Dave in Townhead and see what's on his mind. Hi, Dave. Hi, uh, How's it going? Uh, all right, all right. How's, it, how's all the guys? Okay. All good, Hi, all good. Looking yeah, forward to good. the football tomorrow. What are you thinking? Absolutely. Well, my, my point is the, the number of injuries at Rangers. Um, and if you remember... Um, when the American manager took over at Leeds, um, he had so many injuries, and he said that the training methods were incorrect, and he changed them all, and now he's got a full fit squad. Um, so I'm just wondering, obviously Kenny will know uh, a bit about training at Ibrox and, and whatnot, but um, this, this might be an issue. Um, what do you think Kenny? Because remember last year Celtic got all these hamstring injuries, didn't they? Loads, and it was the same type of injury. I actually thought up to a point Rangers had a good record on those types. You think of Tavernier and Goldson and the guys are never injured. They're always always there. But I mean I mean, can you draw two can you put two and two together because there are numerous players injured, is it? Uh, well, I think when you, you when you look at Celtic scenario, it was when the new manager came in and mm-hmm. maybe did change methods and there was a different kind of tempo or intensity and demand put on them every single day in training. Well, now, well, Gio's 10 months in the job now. I wouldn't think you would be seeing these types of injuries from the training now. All I would say is, again, when you are looking at certain players and you look at their records, sometimes it's players that are, mm. are maybe not quite as robust as a Conor Goldson or, or, or a James mm. Tavernier and able to churn out these 50, 60 game seasons over and over again. It's maybe more the individual player because I would be very surprised if, if it is the training based on Gio and his pretty much all of his coaching team been in the job now for almost 10 months yeah I mean you look at Ben Davis hasn't played a lot of first team football has he yeah John Suter we know about his injury problems so I, I, I think that's a good point by Kenny I think yeah but you know it's incumbent on the clubs to do their research and that stuff before they sign them that's the thing so you're taking a gamble with those players if they haven't played a lot of first team football trouble with gambles is sometimes you lose them um, I mean Dave it's, it's tough without us knowing exactly what everyone's specific injury is and, and how they come about but what, how do you feel overall about the team there's been so much talk this week about uh, you know the results the performances the, the, the recruitment and how that feeds into it what are you thinking ahead of this one tomorrow? The, the performances haven't good enough um, especially with playing midfielders in the centre back positions it just doesn't work and that, that would be a, a a scare scenario if he went in the Anfield with, without a decent uh, centre-back alongside Goldson. Um, 
they obviously the 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 thing that that bothered me was when Ken was talking there about Ross County. That's our best game in the league this season, but something obviously has happened between Ross County and going to Celtic. You know, all of a sudden, the uh, Tavernier, Goldson, Kamara, Kent. You know, they, they they all didn't play. You know, I don't know what the reason was for that. Um, and, and just the last thing there, if you're, uh, the what if this scenario happened with Alan McGregor that he was definitely going, he was definitely retiring, and Gio pleaded with him to stay as number two as a backup for McLaughlin. That's the only reason I can think that probably McLaughlin, mm. uh, you know, McGregor's not been number one. And you two guys said you don't. Believe that was the case. You think he was there to, mm-hmm. uh, under the impression he would be number one. I, I, well, my my take on it is, and I've not spoke to Alan about the scenario since the start of the season or how it's actually played out. But what I did do, I spoke to him towards the end of the season to find out what his plans were. So he wasn't definitely retiring. I think he was. It was well within his right to play it out and see how he felt, and even gave it a summer. I think he's earned that right that he could decide and I think for him he decided no I'm going to miss it you know I want to play as long as I can it was definitely my advice to him you're where you want to be you're, you're, you're performing at a level particularly obviously through the European games but in the domestic games as well yeah he had a few errors that were uncharacteristic last season but every goalkeeper does every player makes mistakes so he was still performing at an absolutely incredible level elite level uh, goalkeeper so I think it was his intention mm. that yeah I'll stay on and, and I'll play again so it's, uh, whether he becomes the number one in the next few weeks I mean again that's why I'm really interested to see Will he play tomorrow? Join us at 2 o'clock to find out Thank you Dave and Townhead 01419511025 Celtic fans you are hanging on Ange Postacoglu's every word at the moment Well you're going to hear quite a bit from him next So why not pick up the phone and get involved He's talking about squad rotation He's talking about Greg Taylor And his attitude and improvement So let's hear from you right now please This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Stephen McGowan are here Previewing the weekend's action We've done a fair bit Rangers Dundee United Of course Celtic St Mirren uh, Celtic's trip to St Mirren I should say Is Sunday at 12 noon We're going to hear from uh, the manager's on a number of topics On the actual football itself Ange Postacoglu has been praising Greg Taylor's attitude He says it's the key to him getting better And proving people wrong He's encouraged that most of the players In his starting lineup at the moment Have their best years ahead of them He's improving because he wants to improve You know, He's one of these players again Who you know, I think maybe in the past Sort of people put in a certain box and, and, and sort of classified but as a certain kind of player or has for a certain kind of level. But as I keep saying to all our footballers, is that you know that's that's up to them to change that perception with improvement in performance, in training and everything they do physically, um, you know, mentally on and off the pitch. And and Greg's one of those guys. He he comes in every day wanting to be better and he's been encouraged that, you know, he's seen the fruits of his labour. His performance is continually improving and I think he's done exceptionally well for us so far this year and, and including the, the Champions League games and but he's only 23 you know and, and again that's a real key to us as a football team at the moment is as I keep saying we want to have growth and, and we want to keep improving you know the beauty of that is if you look at sort of our starting lineup and a lot of the players who played you know on Wednesday night and are playing so far is that you know the, the best years are very much ahead of them Right come on it's time to be honest who out there had Greg Taylor to be one of Celtic's key men in the Champions League group stages as their prediction you know, I, 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 I never really felt, unlike a lot of people, that Greg Taylor was that bad, actually. But 
I think there was this thing where you sign players from the Premiership, other teams in the Premiership. There's a bit of a sniffy attitude, isn't there? As a kind of, he's a he's a, he's a, he's a SPFL player. It's almost like a kind of second class stamp. And it was unfair. I like that, a second class. Yeah, but I mean, I'll I get the job I done, but it's just not yeah, the, not the preferred it, option. You know, it's not as sexy or as glamorous <laughs> as, as an overseas player coming in. So I always think sometimes players who are, who are Scottish have to almost be twice as good because they are judged, you know, take for granted, judged a bit harshly. But the improvement's been tremendous on Greg Taylor and he deserves all the credit in the world because I think when Celtic spent £3.5 on Alexander Bernabe from Argentina, you would expect him to go straight in for that kind of money. And it hasn't happened. Um, you know, the young guy probably needs a bit of time to adapt, but the biggest factor has been Greg Taylor's improvement under Ange Postacoglu. He's taken giant strides and he really looks apart. And, you know, he's he's a good lad from a good family in Gurok. And, and, you know, I think he deserves all the credit in the world. Well, there's a man that will know. Do you feel a bit of that then? When you, you know, go from Hibs to Rangers, do you feel you really need to prove that you can... Go to that size of club with, you know, whether it be foreign players or multi-million pound signings. Well, definitely not as glamorous. I'd agree with that. I definitely would agree that you get treated a little bit harsher when things are not going well. It's it's very rarely the the foreign players that get it in the neck. It's more the mm-hmm. the the kind of local lads who should know better mm-hmm. who, uh, what what these clubs are about. But uh, but Greg Taylor's been been outstanding. I mean, I must say. In terms of people putting them in a bracket or doing this or that, I think the fact when you do sign a player for a lot of money, a young player at that, I think everybody just expected Bernabe mm. to be that eventually take over for that slot. But but Greg Taylor's performances, he looks like he's really enjoying. But by the way, all the Celtic players do enjoying the way they're playing at the moment. Fully confident, he's adapting really really well to the, the demands that that Angel be putting on him about playing the role slightly differently to maybe what he's mm. he's, he's played before. And his performance have been great. I mean, you're playing Champions League football now. And Greg Taylor's played Real Madrid. And he was he was superb. It's not as if they thought, you know what, Greg Taylor's at left back, we'll get the ball out mm. to Valverde and, and get at him and get round him. And what no, no, that wasn't there. It just wasn't there. His performances have been absolutely outstanding. And he's really adapted well to the way that Ange plays and in that maybe, Celtic team is. Maybe something Steve Clark will take note of in well, the absence I, of Andy Robertson. I did think the timing of the praise for Greg Taylor was a wee bit interesting <laughs> with internationals coming uh, up we'll and that left that. back slot being available. <laughs> we'll get to that next week. <laughs> Ange Postacoglu also talking about there will be more rotation in his starting lineup, but probably once the international break is done. He said he was going to make changes last weekend, but obviously uh, the game was postponed. We've kind of been building towards something. Obviously, last weekend's game getting called off meant that you know there was there was probably a rotation in there for for some of the players who haven't played, and you know we would have come out of this sort of first group of games with everyone getting some decent game time, but um, that sort of never happened. And uh, but we know after the international break, I think we've got ten or eleven games in thirty four, thirty five days, so we're going to need everybody and, and you know, there's no doubt that the team will, will change through that process. Um, and again, it's about having everyone ready. I mean, I said we began that process. I mean, if you remember the Ross County game, I think I made nine changes and the level of our performance was excellent on the night. And, you know, we probably would have done something similar last weekend. Um, so, you know, we're still gearing up to what's ahead and what's ahead is that we're going to require, you know, real strong squad of players, um, and we won't be able to rely on sort of just, you know, 11, 12 um, to get through it. Uh, Ken's on the line. It's only one more game before that break. Ken, does the same sort of team just keep its foot to the floor for now? Or does Ange Postacoglu give a few guys a chance this weekend? I would I would like to see him give some uh, other guys some game time. You know, I'd like to see... Uh, no, no 
not saying any, these players had bad games and they, they should be taken off, but I think they should be given a rest. But like uh, Anthony Ralston to come to come in, um, Bernabeu to give him that, give him a chance, uh, give Taylor a rest as well. Uh, Stephen Welsh, uh, Moy the Australian guy, Turnbull. I think they should all be given some game time because they are good players. But it just, I think to me, they just need the the game time. I think Abada should be back in the starting lineup uh, against Lund as well. I don't think Haksavanovic was great in that position. We Forest would have done better, I think. You know, but it's just a case of giving these guys and they're showing they have been on in the Champions League games that they can play and they are good players. And I just think they deserve a chance to get some game time in and rest some of the players who've been playing basically every game the so far this season. Stephen the the drama that sometimes comes with heavy squad rotation is it is it not there at Celtic anymore? Can it just be done with minimal fuss like we saw at Dingwall a few weeks ago? Yeah, I mean it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you, you you've got to think international break coming up. Do you just as you said keep your feet in the pedal? Do you just keep going with what you've got, or do you change it around? I I, I have a feeling. I think as Ange Postecoglou said, hey, we would have made changes at home against Livingston. I think he might just make one or two tomorrow. But yeah, you look at it, you've got the Abelgard who signed, you've got Haksabanovic, you've got Aaron Moy, Yakimakis, Abada, Forrest, Ralston, Welsh, Burnaby. Benjamin Seagrest They're all going to be Wanting games They're all going to be Wanting time Just a case of when you do it And Don't know if tomorrow, don't know if Sunday is quite it With the international break yeah. Coming up uh, Ken what else is on your mind tonight? Well I was also uh, As I said to producer That I'd like to say that As a Celtic fan And as a normal human being That I found that the The banners that were unfurled At the start of the game Were totally uncalled for uh, totally out of order. If the individuals are identified, they should be getting banned. We've got to remember that regardless of your feelings on the royal family, this is a family who have lost a mother, a grandmother, a very close friend to a lot of people. And the family, regardless of their status in the, uh, in the country, deserve to have some respect. I mean, I'm sure these fans that put this banner out if it was their mother or their granny, they wouldn't want any disparaging stuff said about them, yet they think it's time to do it because it's such a public figure. Yeah, we mentioned last night the news that UEFA would look at disciplinary proceedings on that. Of course, the story's developed a bit today because there's going to be a scheduled minutes applause before the game between St Mirren and Celtic. Stephen Robinson said he'd hoped fans of both sides would be respectful of the moment Ange Postacoglu was asked If he had a similar message For Celtic fans And uh, here's what he said In response I have the same message To our fans That we always have And uh, We've always uh, You know As I said before the game We abide by the protocols We will black arm hands On Wednesday night I think there's a minute's applause We'll abide by whatever Obligations we have and, and responsibilities we have As a football club We'll do that In a respectful manner um, We want our supporters To do the same I'm not going to speak on behalf of anyone else's supporters. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look after our own club and and, uh, and our own supporters. And like I said, we'll do whatever is required, as we have so far, I think, in a fairly respectful way as a football club. I mean, Stephen Ken's a Celtic fan. He didn't like what he saw uh, regarding the banner. Um, he talks about you know fans being being banned, which I can already imagine... Sparking then a big debate about you know what is free speech and what's not, whether you like it or not, and, and, and what you know 
What caveats come with free speech so it's, it's a fairly complex Issue um, But Ken's actually he, He's just going in the simple Views For him As a human being He wouldn't have done it He doesn't like it um, But we're now on To this Minutes applause at the weekend And, and what that will bring And what did you make of Ange Postacoglu's response there? Uh, well I'm with Ken I've never personally Found it difficult To stand for 60 seconds In a football stadium Quietly Irrespective of what I think About somebody politically Or personally I think I feel for Ange Postacoglu In this situation Because He is a football manager He's not the moral or social conscience of Celtic, but he's facing those questions today and he's expected to put up and, and speak about it. Well, surely that should be the job of the directors of the football club. Now, I, I accept that whatever Celtic say, they can't really win because they could alienate their own supporters if they do say something, but by not saying something, then if it all goes off on Sunday, and let's be honest, there's a pretty fair chance it will, then they'll be accused of hiding. And... You know, maybe you could say it's an all-win situation, but sometimes you just have to do the right thing. Hmm. You know, sometimes you you have to say things that your fans are going to find out. Let's be honest: the Celtic board are not popular with supporters at the best of times. Is it really going to make any difference? The problem we've got now is if there are problems on Sunday, people will say they said nothing, they kept quiet, they buried their heads under the parapet. Hmm. That's not a good look. Uh, Thomas is an East Kilbride. What's your thoughts, Thomas? I totally agree with that caller that was on there uh, two minutes ago. Um, just the abs, abs, absolutely sick watching that. Seeing the banners up, it was totally stuck my stomach. Being a Celtic supporter, watching that, just I mean, uh, that caller was right on the point. I mean, what if it was uh, your mother or grandmother? Totally down to earth. Just, I mean, I was totally sick watching it. Seen that, I've never seen that in my life. I mean, it was she was well respected. Yeah, she died in Scotland, so so what? Why are they? Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm. I'm, I'm not meaning to be too flippant about what is obviously a serious situation, Stephen. Hope it doesn't come across that way. But but this is what this is what Scottish football does, where the notion that Clyde won Super Scoreboard. Can be the platform to quickly fix complex issues around free speech, the structure of the structure and future of the monarchy, and and various. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see Kenny Miller uh, sort of sitting back in the corner. You know, you're going from talking about four four two versus three five two and Celtics inverted yeah. fullbacks um, to what free speech means, what it doesn't mean, and uh, what people's yeah. thoughts on the monarchy are. So. It's, it's, it's a part of the world we do live best, in. Do your best question time. It's a part of the world we live in where whenever you have the loss of a head of state, whenever you have the loss of a pontiff or a, 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 be it a prince or whatever, then it becomes a political football. And I don't particularly understand why it has to come into football grounds, to be honest with you. I don't really see the relevance of a lot of what we see in Scottish football grounds. But the one sure thing is that the more the likes of myself or us or anybody else discusses it or tries to condemn it, the more defiance there will be. And I think, you know, you see guys like Jeremy Kyle jumping in, you know, and, and you know, that that is almost like offering, you know, sauce to, to, to the people who want to defy. And there really is nothing we can say other than that really they should leave that stuff at home for me. It's that time of the night. Thank you, Thomas. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Let's stick to what you two are really good at Been hopeless at Beat the Pundit 01419511025 The lines close at 7 o'clock So if you think tonight is your night And you want to go down to the pub Or wherever you hang about this weekend And show off your bragging rights Now is the time Get in touch and you could try and beat the pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Play one super scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 It's Friday night That means all eyes on the Premiership The Championships League 1 and 2 And beyond tomorrow In fact there's Scottish Cup games this weekend as well I think we even start tonight uh, In round 1 So lots to look forward to there Pick up the phone please The show's not the same without you So what are you thinking ahead of the weekend Whether it is uh, six trip to St Mirren uh, Whether it is Rangers trying to get back into to winning ways And scoring ways against Dundee United Or something else entirely Now is the time to pick up the phone 01419511025 Hearts fans come on Celebrate with us But this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Hate to break it to you But see whatever insightful analysis and comment you offer Either in the last hour or in the hour still to come No one will remember it as much as they'll remember what happens In the next mm. 90 seconds or so No pressure That's the way this show works uh, It's no secret on the show I've moved house recently Frank, who is the man who's in charge of Patching up anything that's gone wrong He was in today and he said I'll tell you what Last night was the <laughs> best beat the pundit It was just, I couldn't couldn't stop list, thought it was hilarious and uh, Which is funny because I thought DL was a disgrace I thought the way he treated the poor caller who lost it was n- There was no grace uh, involved at all So I'd like to apologise again uh, to that caller who lost Brian, just don't lose tonight, that's my advice to you Sound easy enough? I'll try my best Good uh, And also Brian, there have been no uh, listeners who've won this week So the, they call it a free hit no of thinking Exactly The pressure's <laughs> all on Stephen McGowan Who hates beat the pundit Every time he's on uh, And Kenny Miller Who's getting used to it In fact you played Monday night Didn't you? Yep uh, And got the week off To a winning start For the pundit So heads it will be Stephen Tails It's Kenny And it's Tails It's Kenny oh, pick it. Look at that Like the side of me <laughs> Stephen McGowan is, Can breathe again Right Let's give Kenny some Clyde too. And I'll explain things for you Brian It really is simple Just 30 seconds Answer as many questions as you can And if you want to pass and move on That is absolutely fine by me Okay? No bother, no bother. Right top man 30 seconds then on the clock And your time starts now Will Celtic play in their next Champions League group Matt Oh hold on Hold on You still hear me Kenny Miller? Ah you can still hear me Look at the honesty He's waving his hands Good on you I like that So you could still hear me You weren't getting you're delayed I was getting you in a delayed yeah, version Ah right Look at the, see the honesty He could have just kept quiet there And heard all the questions Probably still would have got them wrong And the good thing is If he was on a delay He didn't hear me ask the first one So good Right we'll start that again This is the beauty of live radio Brian you get a wee flavour of the first question But we won't hold that against you Let's go Will Celtic play in their next Champions League group match? Leipzig Which club did Stuart McCall leave To join Rangers in 1991? Falkirk who did St Johnson appoint as head of football operations this week? Pass. Name the only SPFL team with a triangular club crest. Oh, Ross County. How many Scottish teams did Marvin Bartley play for? Three. Who plays their home games at the Billy Bowie Special Projects Arena? 
Kilmarnock Name any current Scottish Premiership player With a Z in their name Ooh. Don't know <laughs> Don't know Okay let's bring Kenny back Kenny can you hear us Sure can There's one of those questions That is Trademark Producer Callum <laughs> Friday night Just just at it My most hated type of question I think that's why he puts them in what, Look, at, up look at this smug look in his face Are you ready? Yep. 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now <sighs> Who will Celtic play in their next Champions League group game? Leipzig uh, Which club did Stuart McCall leave to join Rangers in 1991? Bradford Who did St Johnston appoint as the head of football operations this week? Pass Name the only SPFL team with a triangular club crest how many Scottish Premiership teams did Marvin Bartley play for? Two. Which side play their home games at this Billy Bowie Special Projects Arena? Pass. Name any current Scottish Premiership player with a Z in their name. Xander Clark. Okay, okay. What do you think, Brian? Oh, I think he's picked maybe one. The club crest. Seriously, look at him. Dear, dear, dear. So arty, so adventurous. Two people in the office got that. I refuse to believe that. Was one of them. Stephen Mill yeah. I know he's a Dunfermline fan yeah. Sorry to spoil the answer I got it, yeah. Would you have got that? Yep, yep, ah, you're yep. sad like him I grew up in Dunfermline <laughs> Oh well there we are That's your excuse uh, Sorry to give the answer away Who will Celtic play In their next Champions League group match? RB Leipzig You both got it Stuart McCall left who To join Rangers in 91? I thought it was Everton It is Everton None of you got it right uh, St Johnson appointed who As head of football operations? Gus McPherson Gus McPherson Still one all uh, Spoiler Dunfermline have a triangular club crest Sleep well tonight See I don't listen to the question I thought you'd say I said, I said SPFL yeah. But there we go um, Marvin Bartley played for Hibs Livingston And that was it Brian So Kenny goes 2-1 oh. in front However The Billy Bowie Special Projects Arena You know it's Rugby Park oh, there you go, yeah. And it's Kilmarnock And Brian got it So Brian's level Name any Premiership player With a Z In their name I think you panicked Brian I think with a bit of time You, you could rhyme me off a uh, Dyson Maeda Or a Moritz Jens oh, no. uh, But you panicked There's quite a few to choose from And Xander Clark is one of them A 3-2 victory Kenny oh. <laughs> Miller Brian Hardlines Oh no luck No luck Where's the glamour I got the job done Yeah good game Brian It was a good enough effort Hardlines Good man Take care Thank you Well done Brian and Moss End Triangle Xander Club Clark Christ. was genius Genius Straight in there We just yeah, struggled on, Under pressure on that one I'd, 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 oh yeah, I'd have blown up Red yeah, Van yeah. Yilmaz Jack yeah. Fitzwater There's a few in there and Xander um, Clark obviously Yep Yeah <laughs> uh, Obviously Only need to name one um, Yeah well done Well done to the guys And I'm afraid That's it It's a clean sweep For the pundits this week It breaks my heart Ruins my weekend I'm going to be Distraught Until we give it another go On Monday It's a 5 out of 5 uh, for the pundits this week Must do better next week listeners 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I'm still looking for you Hearts fans Come on, don't think you're off the hook I know uh, we don't speak that often But it would be lovely to hear from you Because it was a great result last night Always good to see Well, any Scottish team Actually going away and winning In European group stage competition But particularly uh, teams not from Glasgow Because um, it doesn't happen too often So uh, well done on that front Obviously I hope you're knackered And it takes its toll at Fir Park on Sunday But that's an entirely different matter um, Just a good result wasn't it Kenny? Deserved Brilliant result, well deserved uh, They have performed pretty well I think over 
the games they've played in Europe this year. So it's uh, they've got a good squad. They can score goals, and uh, again, it's a more coefficient points for for Scotland <laughs> as well with that one. But it's, what it does, it gets them right into the, into the into the thick of the group, chances to qualify. I don't see why not. And do you know what's extra weird about this? Uh, the main thing that's coming my way on Twitter uh, after last night's got nothing to do with the game. It's this sticker that's been made for Andy Halliday. Has this crossed your way? Stephen, you're too sophisticated to get bogged down yeah. in this stuff. Kenny Miller might just have made its way to your <laughs> inbox. No offence. No it just popped up on an Instagram um, feed on Fit My Patter. I, 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 I can't really explain it. I don't know the origins, but at least 45 people uh, have sent it to me today uh, with requests that Hugh Keevan sings it. <laughs> um, at the weekend So see what we can come up with uh, Is it, is it Rob, Robbie Williams is the song isn't it Producer Callum Oh he's pretending he doesn't know I'm sure it is Candy Yes Robbie Williams You think I'm singing it you're, you're, Come on give us that a go I think we'll do it tomorrow <laughs> right We'll try and convince Hugh He'll be back off his holidays And there's a sticker of Andy Halliday With the lyrics to the song And of course It's changed it Rather than Candy It's Andy Hey ho, here she goes Either a little too high Or a little too low Got no self-esteem and vertigo Because she thinks she's made of Andy <laughs> I don't I don't know I, I, That's all I, I don't know where it comes from I don't know Who made it Where it's even been stuck But it's a sticker And After all day long People Sending me them Ali has now sent me Mate, if you're wanting some holiday stickers I can send them off to you He says <laughs> Why not, Ali? We'll take them Absolutely Stick some up in the In the studio So there we go Um I'll be giving him peace of my mind at Fir Park on Sunday if he plays. And if he's on the bench, that's even better because he'll be closer. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We'll bring in Stuart, who's in Coatbridge. Stuart, what's your point tonight? Yes, my point is about Rangers. I would like to ask Kenny Muller this, this question. Uh, I know a lot, a lot about Rangers and I know a lot of people on the board. And what I've heard, I think it's something to do with Douglas Park. I think... I think the man he's done a lot for the club. I think he's maybe had enough. He wants to. I think he's going to sell the shares to somebody. What fair? And also, I think if Rangers don't win tomorrow, I think the Rangers will go for Bill. Wow! Not, hold on. Not only has Giovanni van Bronckhorst been sacked, he's been replaced uh, by by Michael Beale already. This is remarkable. Um, quite a big if, though, Stuart. You've got a good chance of beating Dundee United, do you not? I don't know. I just, I just, there's something just not right. Something just not right in the last, last games. I mean, the last day, if Rangers do get beat tomorrow, that'll be the first time since 1982 they've lost four games. Um, right. First point first. Then you two can correct me. That Douglas Park bit sounds to me like rumour mill and speculation at this stage. Sure, may well have an inside. Info that I don't have. That's entirely possible. Anyone want to correct there, there, that? There was a rumour again about maybe ten days ago. I saw it. The parts were going to sell up to a Hong Kong consortium, you know. Just did some basic checks, came back with a no. It's not the kind of thing somebody would tell you about anyway. Let's be honest, you know, it's not that kind of business matter that they're going to discuss in a text message. But um, you know, I mean, it's certainly something I spoke to said the Rangers board are pretty united just now. There's no real sign of that, but they're a club who keep things close to their chest. I think it's fair to say. Um, Kenny Stewart's got it all mapped out He's worried that they don't beat Dundee United Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will leave And uh, Michael Beale will come back in I think clearly there's a lot going on there We're a bit early for that type of we are, discussion Well, for a number of reasons I don't disagree with the detail within it In regards to who could replace Giovanni But I don't think even if they were to lose tomorrow I don't think they would make the change at this time 
Uh, and right. I'm going to guess you don't think we'll lose tomorrow anyway. And they're not going to lose tomorrow. There's no way Lorenzo will lose tomorrow. You've been hanging about with Hugh Keevans too but, long. Uh, that was too emphatic. But the uh, the, the Michael Beale shout is really interesting. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of admirers within the club at the moment for the job that he done under when he was working with Steven Gerrard. Again, a massive hand in, in, uh, in the day-to-day work that, that Rangers done and obviously winning league title and, and building a, a, a strong squad. It might just be too early in regards to where Michael's at at the moment and his, but he is one that I can definitely see managing Rangers in the future. Um, I mean, they have a manager right now, Stuart. A lot of people are talking about, well, we heard Borna Barisic earlier wants to take positives from the Napoli game. A lot of fans phoned in and said it was better and there was more fight. I'm going to go all out on a limb here and guess that you're not feeling... Any of those positives? Well, on the game, the game all night, I, I think Rangers played well, but I don't think the, re- the referee helped as well. He had a strict referee. You know what I mean, he had, he, had, he had a very, very good referee, but some, I don't think... I still got... Kenny, I don't get that... See that when they, they, they played the penalty, right? I still kind of get around that rule, right? And they made him retake it. Is, it. is that... They were talking about it on the telly, right? That rule. How do you see that rule? Uh, well... My, Don't my, listen to those dafties that were on the yeah, telly. I know, I, yeah, it's the same guy. My take, uh, my take on it was, and it was through information. Was I'm not even going to pretend to know what the rules on handballs or retake penalties or off even offsides are these days. But my understanding of it was from a top flight goalkeeper in our league was that they had the VAR meeting this week, and if the encroachment was by the attacking player, yep. which it clearly was mm-hmm. on the night because he yep. got the advantage for the goal, then it would be a free kick. Two Rangers on the other night That was what was sent to me uh, And that again When common sense When you break down the rule And, and the, the actual chat around it It makes yeah. sense um, Well look from I've taken this from IFAB uh, The body that sets the rules of Football Stephen uh, For those who don't know uh, And they've got a nice wee table If you like Which shows you the, the outcomes The scenarios uh, And it says that If the outcome of the penalty So if there's an encroachment By an attacking player and the outcome is a goal, which, although the penalty doesn't go in, the outcome is still a goal, then the penalty should be retaken. I find that an amazing well, You know what? And that's also, why, and, and that's just, why it's not clear, Gordon, because the outcome of the penalty was not a goal. Yeah, but nothing's clear. It was clear. a goal And that's, that's what we discussed on, on, on Wednesday night, yeah. because the outcome of the penalty wasn't a goal. Mm-hmm. And there can only be encroachment if there's a save yep. or it hits a post yeah. the only, and then the only other thing I don't know if this has been made public I don't suppose it would be if there's encroachment by a defender and an attacker also the penalty is retaken now yeah. is James Tavernier in as well yes no he is so, so but again it, that's, that's the rule the uh, was, if the outcome is a goal but the outcome wasn't a goal and that's the whole thing they've, they've need to add the and in fact did you know if there's encroachment by a defender and an attacker even if there isn't a goal it's still retaken but yep. you know I it's a bit like the, the debate about excessive force. Everything's subjective. Whatever you define as being, you know, how, how you just what you said there, Kenny, the rules are, you know, there's always two ways of interpreting them. They're never absolutely crystal clear. And that's a problem. And that's going to be the problem for me with VAR. He's, it still suppose, comes down to human yeah, judgment course, and subjective subjective interpretation of the rules. But I mean that that player who encroached sticks the ball in the net, doesn't he? So that that, so does that, that makes the outcome a goal. No, no for a penalty, it's not. That's an open yeah. that's an open play goal. Maybe just change the rules then. Just oh, say that if you if you save a penalty, you just blow the whistle and restart. It just seems to me. I mean, if if, if he encroached, and if he an advantage. If, if, if yeah, if he in some way gained an advantage encroached and therefore was guilty of foul play, if you like, how can that therefore? Benefit mm. Napoli 
I don't get that <laughs> You know what well, uh, yeah. It turned out it was immaterial You know But well, it could have been It could have been Yeah I mean I guess they go from Scoring a goal though, To then not having one And having well, to yeah, retake yeah, the penalty yeah, 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 So that's yeah, not yeah, benefiting yeah, Napoli yeah, yeah See yeah, what I mean Yeah yeah. So uh, well, Napoli have a goal Right They've got one on the scoreboard And then it's judged that he's Yeah but they've got They've got a goal Because the guy yes. Encroached uh-huh. in the area So that's illegally. why you need to retake it no, no, that's why that's why it's, it's a free kick mm. because he's gained an advantage from the encroachment. Listen, yeah. it's not me you're trying to convince. Well, well clearly I'm. <laughs> I'm, tell I'm, I'm clearly I'm because you're throwing it back at the what, what, back at the punt. What, the, the actual rule, though, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, Mister Devil's Advocate <laughs> over there. Um, and by the way, look at us, and this is typical. As you you've mentioned, an important factor there. They really took it and missed, right? Yeah. So <laughs> this could have been a lot worse. If, yeah. That's the goal that knocks it. Whatever. Absolutely. Missed the retake, and it, that's not ideal. Um, and that's not even really, you know, in terms of the referee getting a bit of criticism, did he get much actually wrong? No. I mean, we can debate rules or whatever and whether it should be, in it, but did he actually get much wrong? I thought, I thought the only thing he got wrong was trying to trying to give Rangers a penalty at the end, actually. Which he took, which got yeah. taken yeah, away which by. Yeah, which got taken away. I, I don't think he got much. I think there's just some referees who have a manner that I, rubs uh, people up I the don't wrong know if way. He's, we, were, um, we were on air, obviously, during the game, and we obviously recognised the referee. refereed the Champions League final a couple of years yeah. ago. He did... Dortmund visit to Ibrox He's a sort ref So we Google And on his own Wikipedia page He's described as quirky And I just that just strikes the fear <laughs> isn't he? Why is a referee Being described as quirky What could it possibly yeah, mean We're not interested In his, no. his, his personality Or how, how no, he is with animals No we just decisions right That's um, it, yeah. Anyway thank you Stuart 01419511025 Good time to call You could be up next I'll put a full time teaser To the guys as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 We are on Twitter as well If you'd prefer that way Of sending your kindest, warmest regards uh, Over to the guys, please do And it's that time of the night Where we also give the guys a full-time Teaser which means you send the questions in And they try and come up with the answers I like it because it means that you get to show off Your footballing knowledge And basically watch them squirm Between now and the end of the show So that's fulltime at Clyde1.com It's fulltime at Clyde1.com um, I like this one Bit easier, not easier but it's Sort of current and relevant Stephen McCara says For every team in the Premiership Who was the most recent player to be sent off In the league so for each team in the Premiership Who is the most recent player to be sent off in the league? Morelos Morelos, yes uh, You'll remember it was talked about once or twice on this show at Easter Road a couple of weeks ago Okay, I've got Ryan Porteous uh, Yeah, you just thrown out guys that have oh, generally uh, 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 <laughs> That was a fairly safe bet <laughs> uh, Yeah, he got sent off against Aberdeen Was that last season, I think? Yep Gallagher for Aberdeen Yeah Declan Gallagher Decky Gallagher, yep. No? No. Oh, there's another one then. The other Gallagher. <laughs> Declan. Same. Anyway. Same we'll guy, different club. Oh, same. Decky Gallagher, St. Mirren. Yes, obviously. <laughs> exactly. There yeah. we go. And it was against, it was against Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Okay, that's three. Listen, we'll get the rest. I'm just a bit of fun to keep us going uh, at the end of the show. For each team in the Premiership, who is the most recent player to be sent off in a league game? Morelos, Porteous, and Declan Gallagher. Uh, you have got uh, Alright we can leave it there 01419511025 Starfield uh, It's not actually No it is not um, Right we'll leave it there We can get back to that As the the show progresses um, 
We can see some calls coming in at the moment Keep them coming Whether it is by the way Look it's up to you Rangers Dundee United We've been looking at that We've got Celtic uh, It's trip to St Mirren On Sunday At Motherwell Hearts Sunday as well So we're back to being spread out a little bit We were spoiled uh, By having some busier Saturdays In the weeks that have gone by um, Let's hear a bit from Stevie Robinson Ahead of that game Yeah I got asked previously about You know does it help that they played in Europe I wouldn't imagine so. I'd imagine they got Jets back and were probably back in Glasgow before I got back home to Kilmacolm. So, um, and whatever team Anne's puts out, I don't think it will make any difference whatsoever. You know, they've, they've got players on the bench that are really, really good footballers. So I think we're prepared for whatever team that comes out. It will be a tough challenge and one we're very much up for. I think when you play teams of that calibre, you know you're going to spend a lot of time without the ball. So you have to be organised and disciplined. You know, it's it's not something we change loads with. We, you know, we do play when we get the ball, but we do allow teams to have possession in certain areas of the pitch. So that doesn't overly change our approach. You just have to do everything you do a little bit better against the top sides. Um, as always is the case, Kenny. You sort of rule out the same rules if you're St Mirren. You need to be bang at it and hope Celtic are miles off it. Are <clears throat> because of Celtic squad size, does the Midweek exertions come into it? No Not at all? No, not at all uh, Playing on Sunday Played on Wednesday Plenty of time to recover Big enough squad to deal with A squad that's absolutely flying High on confidence uh, Scoring goals for fun No giving any away It's going to take an almighty performance For if Stephen Robinson and St Mirren To get anything off his Celtic And stop that kind of juggernaut at the moment It's... Uh, yeah, you can't see anything. I mean, the one thing's for sure, they're not they're no going to go and play with that level of intensity and quality every single game. It's just virtually impossible. Just law of averages at but, some point. Mm. Aye, exactly. But at the moment, you just can't see that happen at, the, at this time based on when they, uh, Anne's talked about it, they made nine changes in, uh, for the cup game and the performance was like for like. They've got a strong squad. The guys who are coming in, if he does do any rotation, will be thinking this is their chance to grab a jersey they've got some massive games coming up uh, Champions League games obviously I think he says they've got that many games or 10, 11, 12 games in 35 days so he's got a lot of games coming up but it's uh, no it's, it will take a lot a, a lot of things to go right if, if Stephen gets any kind of result out of that game I mean there have been times where it's not been a, an easy place for Celtic to go and, and break St Mirren down Stephen but I, I don't know if this Celtic team probably feels a bit different to some of of the others yeah. in terms of finding ways. Well, thinking back to, to last December, um, during a really hectic period for Celtic, yeah. where they really struggled, and they went to St Mirren, they drew 0-0. And that was one of the, probably one of the weakest starting 11, 11 you've seen for Celtic in kind of recent memory. And since then, it's night and day stuff. And go back to the point you made earlier about the depth of the resources they've got where they can bring in. Guys like Abogard, Haksabamovic, Moy, Jakimakis, Abada, Forrest, Ralston, Welsh, Burnaby... It's whether he cares to or not. But I think it's fair to say that the, the secret for Celtic and Rangers will be who goes away from home best and breaks the low block. Who 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 who, who manages to break them down? And there are going to be days where they're both going to come unstuck. I don't think Sundays are going to be one of them, I have to say. Yeah, it is remarkable how things do change. Stephen says that was December 2021. It was just last season. It was not even that close to being a year ago, Kenny. The Celtic team that day, yeah. Scott Bain played. Liam Scales played Ralston, Welsh, fair enough um, You know, still there But not necessarily in the first team Near Beaton, Tom Rogic is gone Mikey Johnson played Owen Moffat, Owen Moffat. played uh, Will Abada played centre forward Liam Shaw came off the bench 
under a year. What a change that is. It is an incredible change. Obviously, at that point, there were still injuries to, to, of course, to players yeah. and things that were missing, but it takes nothing away from It's not just to play, it's actually guys that will be in the squad. I mean, their squad, I mean, you're talking about who will play, if they make changes in the wider areas. Well, you've got Jota, Abada, Maeda, Forrest, Haxabanovich that can all play. You've had Mikey Johnson that's just went out on loan. So there, there's so many options uh, uh, for Ange. I don't know if he'll change too much up with this being a game and then have a two-week break. Plenty of time to recover. He did say he was maybe going to do it last week. For me, I would I would just keep going. Mm. I think you said it, Ella. Just put the foot down. One you know, more game. One more game before a good break. Uh, Tony's a Celtic fan in Johnston. What jumps out for you this week, Tony? Hi there, how you doing, panel? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I'm just want to go back to, I think it was maybe about half an hour ago, 40 minutes ago, you were talking about Greg Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just want to try and get your opinion. Um, I'm actually probably one of Greg Taylor's biggest fans. And I have been since he came to Celtic. And I think he was a wee bit um, done over unfairly when he first came to the club. And then when Laxalt signed under Neil Lennon in the, the sort of 10 in a row season. Um I feel that defensively, when Taylor was playing before Laxalt came in, we were a far better unit. And then, when, obviously, when Laxalt came, Taylor got dropped and kind of Celtic defensively uh, were a wee bit all over the place. Um, so I just want to get the panel's opinion on that. Uh, and secondly, I want to say I don't think um, that it's, it's any surprise how well Greg Taylor is now playing at Celtic. Um, just that it's under Ange Postacoglu who's probably gave him yeah. that wee hand around the shoulder gave him that bit of confidence that probably every player needs at some point in their career and to be told that they've got the ability it's just up to themselves to go and work hard Is that that thing you said earlier his mm. name's Diego and he yeah, comes from AC Milan rather than Greg If it was Greg Taylorovsky you know he would be welcome to a red carpet but because he sounds from Kilmarnock there's, 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 there's a bit of you know He's going to have to be decent here as an SPFL player. I think also replacing Kieran Tierney had yeah, implications. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Kieran Tierney it's was the best, Celtic, to be in, is it? the best Celtic left back in the generation. But it's, it's an interesting point about Ange Postacoglu in that he's had so much praise deserved for, for the way he's acquired new players and brought guys from Japan and found players. Part of the job as well is making the players who are there a bit better. As Kenny will attest to, you've, you've got to get another 10 15% out of the guys that are already there. I don't think there would be any dispute that Greg Taylor is one of those. We saw the same with Anthony Wilson, although he's now been kind of overtaken, obviously, by Juranovic. But just, as you say, putting an arm around his shoulders, getting a bit more out of them, and he's unquestionably done that with Greg Taylor, who's been a revelation this season. Do you think the system, the very specific way that Celtic use their fullbacks, maybe just particularly suits them? You know, you think of... You know, different fullbacks that have got different skill set. You, you look at Andy Robertson as an example, he just seems to really, really, really suit what, what Liverpool ask him to do. That's not to say he's not obviously, you know, a good player, but when you're asked to do something specific and it can just play to your strengths, I, th- I think he's what he is also, he's playing in a team full of really, really good players. Uh, that always helps, mm-hmm. but he's he's had to adapt, like a lot of players have at Celtic, adapt to the, the demands of how, how Ange wants to play, how he wants to train. And he's one that absolutely Stephen's right. When Brendan Rodgers came in, he took players up to a different level. Again, Scott Brown went up a level. Callum McGregor came through Forrest and Tierney's. All these guys went up. They improved them so much. And Andrew's doing the same. He's taking these guys up a level. Uh, Greg's playing in some incredible football now. And again, you can, he's playing against one of the best teams in the world last week. 
Again, it's not just I mean to say he never looked out of place is doing him a disservice. He was absolutely excellent, and he has been now for probably last season and the start of this season. He's been, and it looks like he's he's standing up to the challenge, which is what you need yeah. to do when they bring players in. And this is where fans, pundits, whatever would be forgiven to think, oh, Bernabe will just play because of yeah. the amount of money that's been outlaid on him. You would expect, you wouldn't expect that guy to, again to be playing second fiddle from a guy for Kilmarnock again and that's just us that's us being looking at for the outside looking in because they've maybe identified that position as an area they needed to strengthen but what he's done is he's, right, he's rose to the challenge he's thought I've got the jersey at the moment and I'm not willing to let this up I'm enjoying my football too much I feel him playing I feel him developing I'm I'm not giving this fight up easily Kenny, and I'm to hold on to my you, jersey you must have seen guys the Celtic and Rangers who when they're facing a challenge maybe a wee bit of confidence crisis go into their shell Go under, Stephen. I've seen Aye. guys go under, and there's there'll be so many. Our oh, new manager comes out. Oh, he doesn't like me. I'm not put oh, that. I want to leave. I've seen it so many times, and I've heard about it even recently. That that's if see if you've, that's your mindset, then you're at the wrong clubs mm-hmm. because they're constantly looking to bring players, and that's why we say recruitment is massive. Every summer there'll be areas that both Celtic and Rangers will look to a pinpoint that they need to improve on. So if you're a guy in that position, then you need to show. Well, I'm like Greg Taylor's done. I'm not giving my jersey up. I'm playing in this team and you're going to have to be very, very good to take my jersey. And at the mm. moment, it's not happened yet for him. Uh, thank you, Tony. Nice to speak to you tonight. Have a good weekend. That was Tony uh, in Johnson. Let's bring Laurie into the conversation. Laurie, how are you? Hi, how are you doing, Gordon? Um, having spoke to yourselves, I've not been on for a few years. In oh. fact, I remember back it was Jerry I last spoke to in the show. Believe that. Ah, well, listen, some people get the name mixed up every now and then anyway, so that's not a problem. Laurie, uh, what have you got for us then? What made you call in tonight? I've got two points, but I'm going to go from a major point first because of the time. Um, listen to Andrew Postacogli talking earlier in his press conference and saying that they're building up to something, but he thought he'd hang off until after the international break. And it brings me to a point that I've been thinking of as I've been wondering with these last couple of games where they've struggled to get the goals. You know, they've dominated Real in the first half of the game. They've dominated that game the other night for most of the half of the first half and all of the second half. But they're not putting the ball in the net and it's surprising for this team. And I'm wondering if what he's building up to is something like putting Jakimakis in as number 10 and Kyogo as the up front striker. And I'm just wondering with yourself and the panel thing, if he did that, first of all, if that's not what he's thinking of, well, what could he be thinking of? And the other thing... Glory, I know what you're saying about Real Madrid, but surely the Celtic team's not struggling to score goals. No, but we're in in a new level, and maybe he's thinking about, well, what do I do when I'm in this new level to break this impasse? And I'm just wondering, what is it he's talking about that he's building up to? Because... Um, he's got a certain way he plays and the team's very mobile and, and it's um, I'm struggling to think of what a new format would be but I have thought about in the past when Martin O'Neill were on the team and he had Chris Sutton up front um, as the stick man and he, we had Larson feeding off of that and I'm just wondering if he's thinking of going back to maybe that kind of semi-traditional approach of having that Type of play Well listen I'm all for Everyone wanting to take Their team to a, a Different level And improve Kenny But The chance the, the thing about Real Madrid It was just chances Missed was it not Rather than Needing to change The way they attack Well Andrew's not alluded To any change In the way he's going To approach Any game Against Real Madrid Chances that I can think of A badder Giacomacca should have Turned and shot early 
Again, that's player decisions. Uh, Cal McGregor hits the post and Maeda should score, right? That's, we'll say three chances because Cal, Cal McGregor's done pretty much everything right. <laughs> that, well, that's three chances. See, when you're playing domestically, you're getting 13, 20. So the difference is at this level, when you get these moments, you have to take these chances. And that what was highlighted against Real Madrid in particular. Uh, and Shakhtar to an extent the other night as well. But there's one thing I'm going to say. I'm going to do a Hugh Keevans thing here. And I'm going to Oof. put my neck absolutely oh, on the line. Certain people you should never... Drum roll, Marcus will not play as a number 10 for Celtic. There's no way he's playing number 10 for Celtic. If they're changing that type of player, you've got Turnbulls that can come into that kind of role. Uh... And Ange is not going to change. He's not going to change the kind of format of the team. There's no way. He said himself he won't. So whatever he was alluding to in some, something big, building towards something, I, I, I said, I'm Annex on the line. Get, it's not going to be Jack Amakis as a number 10. I get Laurie says different level. It's Champions League. But I have to tell you, the look on producer Callum's face at the thought of Celtic trying to find a way to score more goals. When as a oh, Dundee United fan, he's, he's still getting over the 9-0. It was a priceless moment at Tannadice after the 9-0 where Kyogo came up the stairs to speak to the, 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 the journalists. And um, after the translator was finished, he translated his answer saying, we need to be more clinical. We just scored <laughs> nine goals. Lost in translation, I think. Well, maybe. possibly. But I mean, I, I think to Tahori's to, to point, I think if there's one thing we'll... I think we've ascertained from, from Ange Postacoglu is that he's not a man for turning. He's not going to change the way he his team plays. And to be honest, looking at it, Kenny was pointing there to the, the, the goal difference, 25-4, one against in six games. There's no reason to change it. Yeah, well, that's it. There is no... I think what he was looking for is is maybe those players to take their game to a different level. Yeah. That, that That's what, if he's when he's talking about that, because he's not going to change the, the system. He's 100% not going to change the style. And when he, he does look to maybe make little tweaks within games, or even if he's looking at rotation, he's got a, he's he's now recruited mm. a squad to then throw fresh legs in or different ideas or different abilities into the into the mix. So I I, I can't just see him going down that a road as drastic as that. Laurie, you'll have to agree to disagree. It was nice to have you back on, though. Don't be a stranger for so long. Next time we'll speak to you soon. Uh, 01419511025 What about the full-time teaser Looking for the last player to be sent off For each team in the Premiership uh, In league games Morelos, Porteous, Steklin Gallagher Cammy Devlin? Mm, nope Ricky Lamy Yes For Motherwell mm. Against Livy Sibic For Hearts against Celtic Well done oh, Nice one Charlie Mulgrew, no? Nope mm. Callahan. Yes oh. Against Kilmarnock uh, Taylor Kilmarnock By the way what This guy This, this knowledge is outstanding uh, he's, he's, Ash he's, Taylor he, He's been on the Google uh, Kilmarnock oh, against him Three weeks ago We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Kenny Miller Are into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still time though If you want to put them on the spot About something Please do 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter uh, At Clyde SSB uh, They're also answering this teaser By Stephen McCarra tonight And he emailed that over to me Full time at Clyde1.com can you name the last player to be sent off for every team in the league, uh, in league matches? So like Rangers is Morelos, Hibs is Porteous, uh, St Mirren, Declan Gallagher, Motherwell, Ricky Lamy, Toby Sibic of Hearts against Celtic, 
Um, Callahan of Ross County, Ash Taylor, Kilmarnock will take one more guess at the moment each. Sure. Hawks, Dundee United. Well done. That was a silly one, wasn't it? Cost them at the start yep. of the season. I've got to say, mostly pinch near Beaton. Ah, I heard you talking about that during the break. It yeah. is near Beaton. I know you thought it was. Uh, Carl Starfelt There was about three weeks Between them I think Maybe four yeah, weeks So it isn't a beat We'll get the other One or two Before the end uh, Of the show We've given Rangers Dundee United A good go uh, For tomorrow Just to round that one off Kenny All this Supposed Crisis Or whatever it is That, that some fans Have been calling up with and, and some of the drama And frustration And anger around I think all of that Not all of it sorry I think that'll be partly Brushed aside with a a routine win tomorrow. I said I use the word routine. Listen, it won't be because Dundee United will come and they'll and they'll make it hard for Rangers. But I would expect a, a win because you say crisis. Well, crisis sometimes can be a draw, a home draw in the league. Uh, never and mind. let's be honest, that would be tomorrow, wouldn't it? I, I think so. I think it's the way it would be received. A home draw tomorrow in isolation. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But off the back of this, then. Uh, they, I mean, it'll be carnage. It would be absolutely carnage. And Steen's right, the longer I get, I'm going to be doing Liam's Fox team talks, I'm sure he'll be saying it, keeping it tight, get it early, get the crowd on the back. This is what you do when you go to Ibrox and Celtic Park. You need to get that these fans turning because they're a massive advantage when the team's in full flow, scoring goals, and they get a, a heady steam up and get a heady. But it, goes, it can go the opposite way as well. Players that have just been maybe toiling for a wee bit of form, uh, maybe been getting a wee bit of criticism lately off the back of the last three results, now might not be fully at it. If things are not going too well after 15-20 minutes But yes, I would expect Rangers to get back to winning ways tomorrow Really good fixture list tomorrow You know, Hibs-Aberdeen Stephen, it should be one of these fixtures that Both mm. sides can lay down a marker To be pushing for third and fourth And European places At the moment, that's Certainly Aberdeen They look like they, they could do that If Hibs are going to do that this season They'll need to find a bit of an improvement from somewhere Is that fair? Well, I mean, Aberdeen are Three points off Rangers So I mean They were probably disappointed That game went off last weekend Because home to Rangers A win would have taken them Joint second uh, Won 13 points Hibs Just not sure it's happening For Lee Johnson Not seeing it um, You know he, he is He's a manager I think who has a few problems Just now He really needs Martin Boyle To put the, the Superman cape on again but, they, they did get that win They needed it Didn't they Last time out Against Kilmarnock Yeah um, He's had his emergency Surgery of course He's Is he back now After the He yeah. missed that game Didn't he I just really I just really like The look of Aberdeen What I'm seeing I know a couple of their Big wins have been Against 10 men But I think Again they've signed Quite well Signed a lot of players Obviously but Look as if they're Going to be a different Proposition this season I mean Hibs managed to Rescue a draw Out of the derby He managed to rescue A draw against Hibs uh, Against Rangers Sorry you know, it's, it's the bits in between It's the Livingston defeat And the St Mirren defeat And the St uh, And the And some of the other performances That are contributing I, to I think it is performance It's not necessarily Holy results I mean Six, six points have, Sorry eight points Have got there Well Three points were gained On the opening day of the season When St Johnston went down to ten men That's another answer to the question By the way coming up <laughs> <laughs> that uh, St Johnston went down to 10 men that day He's a red card specialist And they nicked a win in the last minute that day You know, so it got the season off to a, a good start But the performances and I've seen them a few times And I'm still trying to work out kind of where they're going uh, 
they can turn it around. There's no doubt. It's still really, really early in Lee Johnson's time as as the Hibs manager, and he'll uh, he'll be working tirelessly, obviously, not just improve results, but improve the performances as well, because managers want to see their team playing a certain way, and I think Lee's been also been brought to Hibs for that. It's not just to grind away and get results; it's to it's to play a certain way. So it's still really early in that, but yeah, it's a, and, and, it's and a if, big game. And if it doesn't work out at Hibs, it's another one of these teams you look at the bigger picture and say you can't always blame the manager. At some point, you have to look at the people who appoint the managers. And Ron Gordon, with his son as head of recruitment, you know, Ron Gordon's a nice, amiable guy, seems to be popular, but it's not been particularly impressive so far. You know, for a guy who is who's really keen to tell Scottish mm. football how he should change his business via Deloitte. So, yeah, big questions at Hibs. I once had the pleasure of interviewing him via Zoom, as many things mm. were, and obviously when popped up on the screen and I went to ask the first question and he he's quite a larger than life character and he went oh look great and I won't try and do his accent it's Gordon grilling Gordon and I just thought that's, I just don't know what to say in response yeah, to that he just got a smile you? and you nod and, just, and then of course it's Zoom <laughs> so everything's much yeah. more awkward yeah. and it's like the connection's going ah, I, I tried yeah. to forget about it don't even know why I brought it up to be quite frank with you um, other games tomorrow don't know the AstroTurf Derby Levico oh, Marnock yeah. Um, Marvin Bart. I just uh, every week Marvin Bartley watch to see if he does anything outrageous that we need to pull him up for. Um, that following week, so Livy, you just can never really write them off. Kilmarnock, um, obviously not a brilliant start results wise, but managing to pick up some points recently. St Johnson Ross County, um, a fascinating one in its own right. Onto Sunday as well because you know we're mentioning uh, St Mirren Celtic quite a lot. Is this the is this a real test of hearts, Kenny? We always talk about Celtic and Rangers and how they can juggle Europe domestic Europe mm. domestic but for teams like Hearts it should be much harder although they have put a lot of effort into getting that squad bigger this season haven't they? They've put a lot of effort in recruitment and I was going through their squad last week I think it was mm. or was it the week before they actually got into the Europa Conference and I was up at 25-26 players mm. the problem for Hearts is now they've got some really a lot of injuries but a couple of injuries to really really key players mm. so they are no, they've not got that kind of like for like kind of quality to, yeah. to, to to replace these guys. I think they tried to obviously replace with Liam Boyce just before the end yeah. of the transfer window. But losing Halcott again last night yeah. is a big loss. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, listen, they want European football. When they start out this season, they want to get European football again. So you need to find a way to manage it because the bottom line is you're going I mean, to have a for, lot more games. For a bit of balance, Stephen, not saying it's going to be easy and... Boys, how can you know yeah. massive losses, but but still, if you go through the bench from last mm. night, right? So Lewis Nielsen comes mm. on, so you know he's more than, really well. more than capable of then mm. playing against Motherwell on Sunday. Mm. Nathaniel Atkinson, unused sub, plays mm. loads. Mm-hmm. Just called up to the Australia team. Mm-hmm. Toby Civic plays a lot. Peter Haring plays a lot. Gary Mackay, Stephen, Alan Forrest, and the new signing Humphreys. They were all on the bench, yeah, and they are regular first team players. So. Yeah. Conceivably They can all come in yeah, You've not, you're not even mentioned Josh Ginelli Or Gary McKay Steven Yeah they're, they're, they've got depth You said Toby Toby Sibic has played And I think that's been One of our big problems Is yeah. I think Lewis Nielsen Was impressive When he came on last night Touched to the John Suter About him uh, Barry McKay plays As if he's wearing slippers He's just a, just a terrific player really, Oh but he's turn He's just a joy to watch You know And um, I thought he was terrific Last night And when you've got players Of that calibre I think as Kerry says, boys. When I saw Halka get off last night, I feared for them, but Nielsen really gave them hope. They've been playing fullbacks in central defence recently, haven't they? Yep. Which hasn't helped Andy them. Halliday so they plays everywhere. Yeah. Which is yeah. bizarre. Um, the. Do you think Barry Mackay, Kenny, careful not to upset any Hearts fans listening, I think he's got another upward move 
in him? Can he kick on again and, yeah, and yeah. go? Look at the form that he's, he's in, and I'm sorry, Hearts fans, I'm not trying to sell him on. I'm just, if anything, trying to pay tribute to how good he's been. His, his ability's always been there since breaking through range as a young lad, and he seemed to uh, now. Yeah, he's had a spell down in England for four or five seasons, and but he seems to have found a really nice fit at Hearts, where he's back up home. He's playing in a position, I think, and that really, really suits him. That system really, really suits him as well. Again, he's got good players surrounding him, but he's playing he's playing at the top of his game barriers. So, yes, he has. If he maintains that level of form, then there's no doubt that there will be people looking at him because he's putting in some really, really impressive performances. He's always a, a creative force in any team that he's been in. He's now he's started well. He's, he's got a few goals. He's adding that to his game, but he's just a constant threat. Mm. I, mean, I, I, think, I think Rangers should sign him back Genuinely I, I think he's been one of the, the top players in the Premier League I, I think he'd, he would he would be an option You know whether Why why it went wrong for him in the first place Whether it was just money or what have you But I mean I no, think he moved He moved It was mm. when Mark yeah. Warburton took him down to Knox yeah. Forest yeah. So yeah, yeah. See just him. quickly talking about money Last night it was worth half a million To Hearts mm. you know, It shows you the importance of being able to get to that level first of all And then go and win some games So if they've won away in Riga You'd fancy them to do the same again You're up at a million quid just for you know for winning matches It's before you get round to TV money uh, Gate receipts for all these sell-out European games mm. That's a, Listen, to Celtic Rangers that maybe doesn't change too much That's, That must be massive well, for Hearts It'll be the biggest turnover in Hearts history this season This year It will It'll be the biggest revenue they've ever brought in That's a big deal um, it's, it's, it's a power of group stage football It allows them to invest in their squad It allows them to get better As I go back to the point I made earlier It's, it's been a real bugbear of mine That Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen have, have kind of fallen down in the qualifying rounds of Europe Well, okay, partly because of what Rangers did In particular in Celtic and Europe Hearts got into the group stages But they've got to take advantage of their good fortune Make it work uh, Right, you're almost there So you're looking for a couple more who are the last player to be sent off for each team in the Premiership? You've got most of them. You've still, what, you've still got Livy, St Johnson? Aberdeen. And Aberdeen? Well, I talked one earlier about the St Johnson, Murray Davidson. Yeah, it was Murray Davidson. Well done. And Fitzwater for Livingston. I don't know why I'm finding this so impressive. I can't explain. Ah, gobsmacked. I've done my work. I've done yeah. my work on this question before. Not that I knew the question, but I always kind of have a wee look at red cards and goal scorers and assists. Put us out of misery. One more. Well, this was a guess. I never knew this one, but I just went for the favourite, McCrory. Aberdeen, Ross McCrory. Yes. Superb. What outstanding knowledge of disciplinary yes. issues this season. We well, found your specialist subject. <laughs> we we'll found us a few months right enough. Yeah. We we'll found out the SFA's. Beat the pundit. We we'll found the SFA's next compliance officer. I was going to say, there's a vacancy. <laughs> I need a job by there Badly <laughs> right. get, get the offers in please Thank you Kenny Miller And Stephen McGowan We are back at 2 o'clock tomorrow Big games tomorrow afternoon Loads to look forward to on Sunday Is it the return Of the the Emperor of Rome tomorrow <laughs> Hugh Evans He's back from his travels I can't wait to hear all about it We'll speak to him at 2 o'clock tomorrow GBX Anthem's up next